Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Rent and tenant incentives. So you've got a new tenant coming into your property or you've got a current commercial property and you're thinking you might have to swap out the current tenant. So what do you need to do? How much incentive should you give them? And what kind of rent, what kind of commissions uh, should you be looking at offering for your property? Well, join me at this podcast and let me show you the ins and outs of rental and tenant incentives. So you have a commercial property and you have a tenanted commercial property, but you're thinking this tenant may be underperforming and you at some point in the future, maybe in the next 12 months or 24 months, you might want to replace that tenant and put a different tenant in there. Alternatively, you've bought a vacant commercial property and you want to put a tenant in there and you wonder how and what to do. So this is where tenant incentives comes in and where we start to talk about the different things you can offer your tenant to attract them. So if someone was out there looking for a property and you're the tenant and whether it's retail, warehouse or office space, it all works out pretty much the same depending on how the market is. So number one thing to consider is how is the market going? So if the market has downward pressure on rent like it currently has been in the beginning of 2021 and we've just gone through COVID, uh, there is downward pressure on office rent. So in that case, you have to get a market appraisal and work out what exactly is the rent and then offer incentives at the same same time. Because what you don't want to do is price yourself above the market because in commercial property, unlike residential, your tenant will probably start looking for a property somewhere around three, possibly four months before they're ready to move because they need to consider and budget their moving costs could be substantial as well. So this is one of the times where you start to advertise early, even though you may not get a tenant for another three or four months that's ready to move in. Some tenants ready to move in straight away if they're a new startup tenant, but if they're relocating, it definitely takes anywhere from two to four months for them to move into your property. And it could be lots of delays in signing the contract and putting together the fit out, etc. So what is the flow? What is the process? Well, to start with, if you're saying you're paying market rent, so let's assume that you're paying market rent regardless of the type of commercial property. The normal uh, acceptable rate is one month rent free for every year that the tenant's willing to sign the lease up until three or six months depending on whether it's a five-year lease so if it's a five-year lease you can offer as much as six months rent free or you know most people offer about three to start with sometimes the tenant will push for six so you can offer as much as six months rent free now that six months rent free doesn't mean that you won't get any rent for those six months you could offer 12 months half rent which means you'll still get some money coming in you'll get some positive cash flow as well coming through which means that you can pay your rent and still have some money left over or you have to pay your mortgage and be able to have uh, some money left over outgoing. So there's all of that that is available uh, in terms of offering incentives to your tenant. But you're going to need them need to give them some rent-free. And the reason you give them the rent-free period is because it allows your tenant to come in fit out the property and start operation. So it allows them to have a little bit of a respite so that they can come in, get ready to start their business, maybe get their staff in, maybe do some marketing and start getting some income before they start paying rent. So normally the three months is is about an accurate time. Now, 
Going forward, you might also find that some of the tenants, depending on the kind of premise you have, so not so much for office tenants because they come in and they've got uh, very easily partitioned walls or doorways, and you know if they add, they're not doing major changes. Uh, not so much for office tenants because they're much easier and less fit out. But if they were having a warehouse tenant, or if you have a uh, especially a retail tenant and a food tenant, you'll be asked to contribute to fit out. So a contribution to fit out. And that might be you know, anywhere from a few thousand dollars because they need to put a grease trap in there and you go halves with them, some blinds or you know a new roller door if you're in a warehouse or maybe even a mezzanine floor. But either way, you would go together and you would then work out exactly how and how much the tenant's paying for the fit out, how are they doing it, and how much you're contributing to it. So it's probably going to work out anywhere from a few thousand dollars to ten or twenty thousand dollars, depending on how big and how much the fit out. But remember, the more your tenants spending on fit out, the more likely there's to stay. And then finally, you've got the third option, which is exemptions from outgoings. So give, making sure your tenants don't pay the outgoings, um, so giving them a bit of a discount to the outgoings. So normally a commercial rent is net rent plus outgoings. If your tenant is paying a gross rent, so a, a higher overall rent, then this doesn't apply. But if they're paying net rent plus outgoings, then you can offer them incentives or say, you know, um, free from outgoings or exemption from outgoings for the first three or six months. So giving them an extra boost so they can get their business started. Now, if they're in rent-free period, a lot of the tenants will still continue to pay outgoings even though they're in that rent-free period. So that's quite normal. So if you give them a full exemption from outgoings as well as rent uh, as well as uh, fit out incentives that's going to cost you a, a huge chunk of money to get a, a tenant in now you don't have to offer all three of them but certainly if you are attracting a brand name tenant like a mcdonald's a kfc a medical type tenant or a big insurance company or a medical company or a dental company coming into your premise and they're going to be spending a lot of money on the fit out you know we're talking two three four hundred grand on the fit out then they will be expecting two out of the three incentives so they'll be expecting either a fit out contribution and some rent free or they're going to be expecting a full like rent free period plus um, no outgoings for a while so it's going to be able to justify the the worthwhileness of them coming in because while they've signed a lease say in january of a year they may not actually be operational until march or april that year purely because they're needing to fit out making sure that they've got uh, the advertising right and it could easily cost them you know a hundred or two hundred thousand to start with before they even get starting to be operational and the closest three or four hundred thousand when they are actually ready to operate so because of that they're expecting the the you as the landlord to actually give them a really really strong incentive now of course being a branded tenant they've also got something else up their sleeve which is their goodwill so having a mcdonald's kfc or even a subway into your premise all of a sudden increases the value of your property and the tenant knows that and because they increase the value of your property they want their cut of the cake as well and for them that is about them getting the big enough incentive and sometimes as large as 25 to 30 percent of the overall lease so if you think about that if you're getting a five-year lease then your tenants coming in and asking for a 25 percent of incentives that is equivalent to one year's rent so if you're renting the property out for fifty thousand a hundred thousand hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year that's equivalent giving your tenant the equivalent of that in an incentive 
for the first year so that could be say let's say it's fifty thousand dollars as the rent that they're paying per year you can give your tenant six months rent free and then equivalent to maybe twenty thousand or twenty five thousand dollars of fit out contributions now that can be staged it doesn't have to be up front it can be progressive and it can actually be put into the lease that if your tenant end up breaking the lease or they end up not uh, meeting their essential terms in the lease so not paying their rent on time not keeping the property in good maintenance uh, just some of the general terms then they have to pay back that incentive as well so that can also be building to the lease as well so that you're not just giving them out fifty thousand dollars and not getting anything back in return so that comes in mind and a good solicitor will be able to suggest all these things when they're actually drafting the lease for you so now that you have the basics of the these incentives for the for these tenants how do you go about attracting a tenant and should you buy a vacant property is that more more high risk or is that less high risk well in general in the commercial property suite it's always high risk to buy an untenanted property and you'll find that because you're buying an untenanted property that you will need to be able to be able to service the property if you can't service the property the bank is not going to lend you based on the property itself the bank will lend you based on the lease the bank will lend you based on uh, the the tenant paying the rent and also partly your servicing, partly the tenant. If it's on a shorter lease, if it's on a longer lease, just on the tenant. But if it's vacant, they're looking to you to actually fill that gap of being able to sustain the repayment. So you've got to make sure you're pretty strong with servicing. So once you get a vacant property, you've got to assess how much is the cost of attracting a tenant. So it's not just about tenant incentives all of a sudden. It's about the cost to you as the investor. So that cost for you is the commission. So the commission from the agent is anywhere from 10% plus GST to 15% plus GST of the first year's rent. So anywhere from if you're paying 50,000 if your rent is $50,000 a year, anywhere from 5 to 7 and a half thousand dollars plus GST for leasing. And you're thinking, gosh, that's so much. Well, that is equivalent to anywhere from 4 to 6 weeks of rent. Now, why is that so much? The pure reason is if it's one year lease, then the, the, vend, the you as the vendor could talk to the tenant and get them to extend to two years or three years, and that's quite easily done. Often people don't just stay one year. They're often testing the waters to see if the property actually suits them. And we've had lots of tenants who've been there for one year and ended up staying for 10. So the agent knows that you know they've had one bite of the cherry. And commercial tenants tend to be sticky. Once they're in there, they don't like to leave. So if they commit to one year, they're likely to say three or four or five years so they want to have a big enough bite of the cherry so that they know that they're taken care of if the tenant decides to stay for longer now if they get a lease of five years so a tenant willing to commit for five years and now in this corona environment there's tenants less likely to commit at the moment for a five-year lease just purely because they don't know what's happening then they want to be paid proportionally more purely because they know for five years they can't have another bite of the cherry and that a tenant who's willing to stay for five years could easily stay for 10 years and again that means it's 10 years they're not going to be able to have access to able to re-tenant that property so they lose out on that income but also the fact that a five-year lease is much harder to get it takes a lot of time to put together and a lot of negotiation back and forth so they want to be able to be paid a higher rate than if they were just getting a normal one or two year lease so that also adds to the mix 
Following on from that, you need some marketing and advertising costs. So a normal campaign or something like real commercial, commercial real estate will be anywhere from two to three thousand dollars to start with to five or six or even more depending on the property, how long you want to be there, what you want to prove purchase in terms of listings but a lease budget a few thousand dollars and then you need some professional photos which is not that expensive a couple of hundred dollars and potentially if your property is untidy most of the time the tenant will tidy that up and you don't have to do anything but let's just say you're selling a multi-tenanted property then you need to want to tidy that property up so that might cost you a few hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars to just make it neat and tidy depending on what you do with the premise on top of that there's so a few miscellaneous costs that may come about in terms of if you want to do signage on the property, uh, you want to email any of the agent's databases if they charge for that, um, etc. So there's some minor costs, but of course, then your major cost is going to be leasing. But remember, you're only paying that once they get a tenant. So you don't pay unless they get a tenant for you. So you know you've got money coming in. So when the way you stagger your leases is important because of your cash flow. You don't want to be waiting a year before you're getting money from the property so if you stagger your cash flow and do half rent free so so let's say six months rent free becomes 12 months half rent then you have enough money in the kitty to be able to pay your leasing agent as well so that sums up most of the costs that's involved with getting a tenant. Now, of course, there's solicitor's costs in there to draw up a lease, which will cost anywhere from $1,500 to about $3,500, depending on the complexity of the lease itself and the type of tenant. Now, one thing worthwhile to note is the type of tenant you're going to get. So if you get a brand name tenant, like I just talked about, like a McDonald's, KFC, a anything with a brand name to it, regardless of what industry it is in, the tenant itself will actually want to give you a sample or template or they want you to be able to have the lease look very identical to all their other leases or they want the lease to have special clauses in there with very similar clauses that they have in other leases so they might have some standard clauses which identifies them as the tenant and they may have special clauses for you as the the landlord um, for the property so just make sure you do get a solicitor to check that out because that tend to be quite onerous the bigger the brand name the more demanding they are as a tenant coming in but once they come in they tend to be really great tenants but the negotiation process do take long and they can be quite aggressive so just be aware of that also just be aware that when you have a brand name tenant, they're not going to give you a rental, they're not going to give you a bond or rental guarantee as such, not so much rental guarantee, but a bond uh, or a director's guarantee. So they won't give you any of those because they feel their name is good enough. So what they might do is give you a cash bond or they may give you a very small um, deposit. So uh, that might be only one month, even if you have a 10-year lease, might be two months on a you know long lease. It might only be often like one month for a five-year lease, which normally we would take a three-month in the standard in the market. So you'll see that varies from brand name tenants. Whereas if you had a mum and dad tenant that wanted to start the business in your premise, they'll give you a three-month bond, plus they'll give you a personal guarantee, whereas they won't for corporations that's coming into your property. So you just got to be aware of that. They say that their name is good enough for you to take and it's all great until the day something happens to them if nothing happens to them then you're going to sail through and uh, the next purchaser will just be purely looking at their name and the brand and that they've been paying rent on time and they'll be buying the property on like on based on that rather than your um rather than the tenant 
itself having given you all those guarantees whereas with mum and dad tenants your purchasers or investors will actually want to see that they've actually put their own money on the line and that they're willing uh, to give you a personal guarantee so it all varies from tenant to tenant and just remember that different type of tenants are going to demand different things to you as the landlord and they're going to be different types of tenant once they move into your property so for example if you have a tenant that is a, a, a that is in say it and you're providing them an area for their data for their cabling well they may have it and i've seen this in leases that their cabling cannot and the internet and things like that cannot be offline for more than say 24 48 hours and you have to adhere to that making sure all the connecting works make sure all of that works i've seen ones where people are in cool room situations where they need a lot of refrigeration and they've said like no one freezer can be down for more than let's say three days because it affects their business and you as the landlord know that you have to have someone on standby the moment something happens that's an urgent matter to deal with and then we've had mums and dads who just have your run-of-the-mill leases with no special conditions so you just take the tenant as is and you negotiate through it and each and every one of these points may come up as important may not depending on the business they are in and just make sure when you start out negotiating the lease is that you do it through the agent or even you do it through yourself you get Get a heads of agreement, preliminary heads of agreement drawn up. The tenant can sign, you can sign, and that gives to the solicitor to populate so that it's all clear written down. This way, you are minimizing your solicitor's cost because if you use the solicitor to negotiate, firstly, it's slower. Secondly, your cost of, say, $1,200 or $1,500 for a basic lease or three and a half grand for a more complicated lease all of a sudden doubles. So make sure you do all that negotiation prior. You instruct the solicitor to draw up the lease per the document and then you check the lease to make sure that it matches. And then, of course, that's given to the, the tenant and the tenant goes and gets his or her solicitor check to check it out. So there is a bit of cost on both ends. But at the end of the day, sticking through, getting a, a good tenant into your property is really, really paramount for you having the sustainable and long-term revenue from that property and also for you to on-sell and create equity in that property. So it is worth the journey and it's scary and daunting the first time around. But the more you do it, the more you realize that, yes, it will take its time and different areas will take shorter times, longer times and in comparison to some other areas. And each area is unique. So, for example, in areas of, uh, so you've got your your Byron Bays, you've got your even new towns in, in Sydney and you've got areas of uh, high Asian density where there's literally no vacancies and there's a lineup for it. There's lots of uh, upward pressure on rent. And so in those areas, you're not going to be vacant for very long if you bought into into those areas, but you probably also bought at a relatively low yield. But if you were to expand and go into fringe areas or just general metro areas, you might need to take three to six months to get a tenant in there in a metro area. If you're in a regional area, it might be somewhere of nine months or somewhere even 12 months, depending on the property and the location. So if you're in a mining area, it's very easy to expect 12 months um, to get another tenant. And that takes a lot of work over that 12 months so whatever you're investing in have the right mindset to go into it understand your pitfalls understand the risk that's involved in the property and understand what you need to offer to get to attract the tenant coming in now there's lots and lots of strategies out there for vacant commercial properties also for doing flips in the commercial space and they can be quite lucrative and you can do that in the short space of six or nine months if you're doing flips uh, but you're going to need detailed instructions and mentoring so 
If you're interested in finding out more and you want to reach out to me, you want me to help you on a personal level, then reach out to me at Helen at Commercial Property Cashflow, all one word, .com.au. So Helen at Commercial Property Cashflow, .com.au, or reach out to me at HelenTarrant.com on the website. And I look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey. In the meantime, I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.